0: Ashley with another episode, and I have a very special guest, fan favorite in the house once again. Oh, snap! Guest, <laughs> <laughs> introduce yourself, please. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle Tompkins coming back to you one last time. No. <laughs> Y'all heard she said one last time. One, one last time. time. Why are you saying one last time? Well, probably in the later future because this is actually my last weekend in New York. No, so yeah, it so. it's my last weekend. But y'all know I had to see Natasha. I'm crying over this. The last time I was here, we were talking about like my experience here in New York. But yes. in between that time, I ended up getting a promotion at my job, so I'll be relocating to. Atlanta, whoop whoop whoop. That's for the promotion, not necessarily for Atlanta. I mean, I'm ready for Atlanta. I'm ready for the ratchetness, the Super realness. Ratchet. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to hear people say what's up, shouting yes versus uh, what's good, ma. <laughs> <laughs> what up, son? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm type B, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am really ready for some down south fried yeah, chicken, yes. big booties, goat I'm ready to see it. Listen, I went to Atlanta last week, week before last, for my sister's birthday, for three days. And I was like, "Oh, this is home. It feels so good. It just feels different. It feels different. And I'm just like, I leave on Sunday, actually, next Sunday. Dang. And, um... I'm just ready about this whole rent situation, girl. (laughs) I'm ready for this whole rent. I'm so tired of roommates. I know last Mm. time I talked about about to beat my old roommate ass. Yes, yes. I ain't catch case, but you know (laughs) that's good. (laughs) A lot has transpired with the roommate situation. We're not gonna get into that, but it's not. You know, I'm excited. That's good. I'm happy for you, but I'm sad you leave it. Like, I'm just a flight away boo. I know, I know. Yeah. So, what have you learned? What are you going to miss about New York City? Let's start there. I would say New York has pushed me. It has stretched me. Stretched? Uh, stretched. Uh, with finances because I was on fellowships so but my budget was like really tight mm-hmm. like I was making Florida money in New York mm-hmm. and a lot of people ain't know that I didn't disclose that because sometimes you can be discouraged like people be like you know you can't live in New York off that just to give you a figure the first year okay Just let's just say I was making like 37000 you a lie and I had a car I had a car note, I had car insurance, I had rent, utilities, and for some reason, I was still able to pay my bills and still have a social life. How? (laughs) How? So, this is Natasha's first time hearing this too, so (laughs) I wish y'all could see her page. Oh my my God. What? Yeah. So, that was my first year. Like, when you're on a fellowship... They don't pay you no money. So it was really about sacrifice for me. Um and having a goal. Like my goal was to secure a permanent position with the organization that I work with. Like my goal is to retire with them. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'm gonna have to make it work. But for some reason, like it worked that first year. Like I never went hungry. Mm-hmm. I ain't have to bust it wide open for Child, nobody. real close to that. And I will <laughs> say, I have some amazing friends. Like, know. when it was time for me to move, they, like, gave me money. Mm. Like, over $1,000. Like, oh, wow. gave me and was like, we got you because I was ready to quit my job. I was mm. like, this is hard. They helped me out, like, a lot. So, it worked, but I would not trade the experience. That's good. Yeah, so it taught me about, you know, going after what you want versus letting somebody tell you what you can't do. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important for you to listen to that little voice you have inside because the worst that can happen, if you fail, you can go back home. That is true. But the opportunity to leave may not come That's true. back. So I'm really glad that I did it. I look good doing it. Yes, ma'am. And um, I'm moving on up to bigger and better things and everything okay. worked out like I wanted it to. That's good. That's good. So you're excited about the move. hmm And you leave it next week. Uh-huh. What's the first thing you're going to do when you get there? Besides unpacking all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to be really excited about having keys to my own place. Nice. You know, that, for me, a gated community. Hey, Ooh, you fancy. Girl, like, if you could pay $1,200 a month for a room here, like, you can live lavish in Atlanta. Yo, my sister be telling me that all the time. She's just send me, like, job descriptions. Like, oh, it's a dietitian position open here in Atlanta. Girl, I would slide right down. I mean, I think for New York, you can do it. Like, people got to get tired of it. Cause I got some friends that's been here like 12 years and they're like, I guess they're in a space where they develop friendships and then at a certain point their friends leave Mm -hmm. and then they have to develop new friendships. And I think everybody has their time. True. So, you know, when your time is right, just say, okay, I want to try something new. It may not be Atlanta for you. It may be Houston. Yeah. It ain't Charlotte. Was well, not Charlotte because I was slightly thinking about Charlotte, Charlotte and so girl. I had asked the guy that I know that moved to Charlotte. He was like, "Oh my gosh, it's so amazing! I love it here." Blah blah blah. And then I asked the girl about they Charlotte. Lying. They lying to you, girl. What What is it about Charlotte? That's the no. So my homeboy Jerome, um, he just relocated from Charlotte, and I trust his opinion. Yeah. He was like, Charlotte comes off like this upper echelon, you know, these community talks and, you know, this circle and cigars and all this other stuff. He was like, the rent is high. They're trying to make it seem like it's up and coming. Yeah. But he's like, it's really no social life there. Really? Really? Yep, he says it's not really anything to do, and he's not the first person that I heard that from. Mm-hmm. So, and but the the amount of income, like they haven't increased the income to match the cost of living that's going on there. So people struggling. Yeah, he says it's it's expensive to live there. You know, they basically make it for white people, child. Of course. So they gentrifying Charlotte, but mm-hmm. they trying to make it seem like it's like you know, the elite. Yeah. Black. And, um, yeah. But you will find your way. Mm No. If you decide to leave, the the thing about New York that's, it's hard to leave here, Mm -hmm. the social life. That's the thing. And that's what, the two people I was talking about from Charlotte, well, that live in Charlotte now are coming from New York and they're like, it's like, so different because it's always something to do in New York, and so when you go like any place, mm-hmm. it's not as like social, but especially like to the south in a smaller ish city, like it's like no, if you go to, like DC, it may be cool, if you go to Chicago, you know, it'd be all right, but like going to Charlotte, it was like dead, yeah. So, yeah, he said he had friends come there and he had no way to take them, really. He said he tried to take them places, and the places was like dead. Mm. And he's tried it for—I think he said four years. He was in for four years. Yeah, he said he tried it, and that's more um, than a try. That's that's a do. He was he was like you know they kept saying you know we need creatives like you because he has his own podcast too. Okay. And he was like, you know, they they have the creativeness. He was like, but what are y'all doing? Like y'all just talking. And so, he left, but since then, he's came to, uh, where he at? In Philly, mm-hmm. by way of Jersey. Um, How's Philly? Um, Philly kind of turned up. I know when he got there, they, would have, they had some type of day party. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday after work, girl. Mm. I don't even see how people were surviving. Like, he was putting footage online, and I was like, that's the yeah. whole party that's a club you make stuff happen when you like in your 30s and stuff like that you be partying and get to work and you'd be like Ugh. yeah and up north too i just feel like especially with us being from the south yeah i just i'm from jacksonville so it's it's nothing going on there like yeah. can't nobody invite me to go to no club in jacksonville mm. um and they got one club right now that just opened but It's like, in New York, I think you just have, like, up North period, you have something for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from the rich to the ratchet. Yeah. Every day. Like, daily. So, but, you know, I think I can find that in Atlanta, too. Yeah, no, I think it'll be, like you'll be good there. There's always stuff to do there. It's like broad. You can go to like the outskirts of Atlanta. You can go like downtown, like in the heart of Atlanta as well. And there are things to do there. So you won't be like, oh my gosh, ain't any shit to do. You have stuff to do. You just got to find like your crowd and like the people that you want to be around. I think the most fearful, like I'm excited about being around the culture there. But I think the thing I'm afraid of is dating. Mm. that was a long <laughs> <time>. <laughs> that dating you know yeah. I don't I feel like download is a real thing right and I, now but you know what i hate to say that whenever i think about atlanta i always think of download because download is everywhere but yeah it's everywhere it's like whenever i think atlanta is like or i talk about oh maybe i moved to atlanta or you know whatever and dating atlanta everybody's talking about download like yeah it's a real thing like i have you know i have a lot of friends in that community not the download but you know gay community however they identify themselves mm-hmm. Because uh, they have so much shit now, like cisgender, yeah. they label it so different. So whatever perspective they're on, um, a lot of them have straight men that have girlfriends on these damn apps. The apps, y'all know about. It. It's apps, okay. Where you can hook up with dudes, but some of y'all meet guys that are in relationships that's just looking for fun, and I'm just, that right there scares me. It does. I just wish everybody was just living that truth. Like, we could be on a spectrum. Yeah. Ooh, so, while we on that? I forgot the lady's name on um Pose, the dark-skinned woman. I don't know if you watched. Pose. I've never Pose. watched the show. Oh, my gosh, you gotta watch Pose. It's amazing. So, she posted something, and the read talked about it, too. Um, how like women who are straight kind of perpetuate men being straight and not wanting to be gay in themselves and so on and so forth. So by us saying that, for example, if I met a dude and he said that he was bisexual, I'd be like, nah, 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 I don't fuck with no dudes that's bisexual. So in turn, that's kind of making men be like, oh, I don't want to be who I am. So I'm going to just be in the closet. Mm, I think it depends on where you at, too. I think down south, homosexuality is looked at, it's kind of shunned upon. Yeah. But I feel like up north, because I have female friends mm-hmm. that date bisexual guys. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna motherfucking do it. Why won't you do it, though? Um, I wouldn't do it because I used to work in the HIV STD department in Florida. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of gay population, it's not a made up thing. The rates for infections and HIV is a lot higher, especially in black men. Mm -hmm. Um, they engage in a lot of risky practices Mm -hmm. and a woman is more prone to catching the S T D easy. Yes. You know? So for me, that that Scares me because mm-hmm. some when you get a permanent disease, that's it. You know you can manage it, yeah. But just say you and that person ends the relationship. Now you got to go from person to person disclosing, yeah, what you have, which is a difficult. Like I couldn't imagine it. People don't. They just don't. Yeah, some people don't. But I've had like friends tell me that people disclose to them. Thankfully that they have HIV. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a friend tell me a story about how she met a guy in Atlanta. Mm. Guy was nice. You know, was taking her out, fine, all that. He eventually had to tell her that he had HIV. And he really did have HIV, but she didn't feel comfortable dating him. Like, and you know, we got so many new things, like, yeah. Exactly. Um, which is basically like HIV meds. It's basically Trivada. Yeah. Um, you got so many things to like block that from happening. Yeah. But it's still a stigma with it. It's true. Yeah. But I think for me, when I'm with a man that dates another man, I don't feel like he would ever be completely satisfied with me. Mm. And see, I'm satisfied with you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm somebody to fuck You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> well, no, that, that but that really made me think though, like it made me like look inside as to what they were saying because I, you know, I kinda feel the same way about feeling like I can't satisfy somebody who is bisexual because I don't I'm not equipped, you know. To handle those things, but know? it's not even about that for them though. I, I don't even think it's about satisfying. I just think niggas nasty, mm. and they just want to put their thing in every hole they can. Sometimes, I mean, sure. but it's true with women, like women that are bisexual. It's glorified. It is absolutely, and I mean, I have some female girls. I got my friends are rainbows. And I never, like, this thing that I had, like, I've heard, I never yuck someone's young. Absolutely. And it's just kind of like, some of my girlfriends, they may be like, girl, yeah, I hooked up with this girl. I mean, it ain't my thing, but I'm just like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's cool that they can be fluid with who they are, but it's not looked at the same way towards a man. Like, if a man told you that, and you'd be like, all right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean we can be friends, but I I mean I don't want it. And in New York, it's popping like the sex clubs. Mm-hmm. I I was riding past places and people be like, yeah, that light store right there. You know when it closed, you can go in the back and have sex. What? I'm like like orgies, wow, like sex parties that be popping. Like, after work for real. I'm never partaking, don't know where to find them, can't give you no info. I just heard the stories, and I'm like, that's a lot. Like, just for fucking. I mean, if you like it, I love it, I guess. But I'm, that might not be, like, for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't shun upon... Um, bisexual guys I think it's awesome that they can just be open with who they are but as a preference like everybody has a preference Yeah. I don't prefer to be with a man that, that chooses both yeah I've never nobody's ever told me that they were either that's also so I've never been in that situation but I assume that if I were to be in that situation I'd be like cool But well, that's not what I want to yeah. be in uh, don't know. Yeah, and it's a lot of niggas that hide who they are. Yeah. Um, but do you think they hiding it because of the way we feel right now? Like, what we're seeing right now? No, I think niggas are just nasty. Mm. Um, I'm Like, I was talking to a friend of mine who was here, you know, that visits me sometimes. And he was telling me how he slept with a guy and how the guy was so attractive and, you know... But later found out that this man had a wife and kids. Mm. And traveled. Like, so that means... You that just he be doing the same thing when you go to other places. Dropping dick off across the globe. Oh my gosh, I'm going to spit up my wine. <laughs> <laughs> like, just dropping it off and like having fun. And I'm just like... So you think that he, his wife doesn't know? No. Nah, I don't think she knows. I just... I think that's a that's a scary thing though. Yeah. Like I don't I don't judge a man for being gay. Like I say I have friends across the spectrum and I look at people as people. Yeah. But when you lying and you lead people on and that to me that's malicious. Yeah. You know, if you can't walk in your truth, that doesn't give you the right to lie to somebody and force them to have a different truth. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I can understand both ways because of where I feel and I can understand how they were talking about it with the, the woman from Pose and, I, and I, she, I forget her name and how, like, since women are saying that they don't want dudes who are bisexual or who have had encounters with men, they feel like women only want manly men and men who've only been with women that they would hide it because who would want a man that's, been with another man mm-hmm. so I can understand that but I can under, also understand our perspective of how we just don't want it and that's that like what am I supposed to do when I just don't want a man that's been with another man so I can yeah. see both sides it really did make me like kind of look inside when they brought that up like am I like am I that person that is like, like biased? yeah Are you prejudice against homosexuality man exactly yeah. And so what they're saying is basically that if you feel that way that you then you're not really like on the side of like gay rights, yeah, kind of deal. I'm for gay rights. I'm not about hiding gay, mm. but you can't tell a person how to walk in their truth and how to feel because sometimes they have to feel comfortable. Like, um, I I had a friend for a very long time, and I didn't know he was gay, mm-hmm. and he didn't tell me. Like, we were friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna get too much detail because I don't need nobody listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out with his sexuality now, mm-hmm. but even with us being friends for so long, he hid that for me. And when he told me, I was like, okay, you know, I wasn't mad or anything. I'd rather you be able to be yourself and say what you are. But even when he came out, he said that he had to make a decision Cause sometimes he finds himself attracted to women, mm-hmm. but he's more connected with guys. That's and so he said, "I can't do the back and forth thing because I don't want to feel like I'm leading a woman on. So I choose to be with a man, mm-hmm. and and that's it. But he don't he don't fuck with girls, even though he's still attracted to them. So maybe he is bisexual, yeah. but he just says he's gay. Yeah, he said he can't. He said he can't force himself." To the back and forth, he said he finds himself more attracted to men Mm -hmm. and connect better with them. But you know, every now and then he'll meet a woman, and they always question because he's fine Mm -hmm. as fuck, Mm -hmm. okay, and um, chop just fine. (laughs) And women be like, oh my gosh, you know, but he's gay. He's gay. And I'm like, I commend you for being honest. Yeah. You know, with who you are. And I respect the fact that you're like, I'm not going to dip and dab. And I'd rather just choose one side. But you got some dudes that's just like, I'm a lie. Like, it happens a lot. Like, it happened a lot in Florida where the thugs, them draw dealers, mm. they be fucking boys. They do. Okay? Um, cause I used to get the STD list <laughs> and they'd be out here messing with the trainings that they'd be riding on. Yeah, And it's like, now how you got all these baby mamas and you mm-hmm. out here, um, chasing booty hoes. hmm Like, just be just be real. But they can't, like, they can't. Like, in our society, like, drug dealer, like, thug dude does not equate gay. It does not equate bisexual. But what does gay look like? Gay to black people in the South has a look. And that's why we need mental health right now. Boom! Transition (laughs) on. (laughs) And that's why we need mental health right there Because I don't feel, like, I feel like... Girl, see, I'm writing this book right now. You writing a book? I'm writing a book. Oh, tell us more. I I am writing a book. And my book keeps moving in different pieces because, Uh you know, I had a place where I have a lot of resentment towards men. And that's Mm -hmm. my truth. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of women won't admit that. You know, I have daddy issues. Mm -hmm. I have family issues with me and I have poor relationships Mm -hmm. but the entire time I won't say the entire time Mm -hmm. when I first came to New York within that first year I was suicidal Mm. like real bad and my parents didn't know how to cope with that like the black thing to do when you're dealing with things is to say We'll pray for you. Pray it, girl. Pray it out of you. Pray it out of you. We're gonna pray. So, um, I take myself into therapy. Um, for anybody that's listening, psychologytoday.com. That's a that's a good uh website because you can tweak, you know, if you want your therapist to be a female, or male, if you want them to be black. Or speak a certain language if you want them to specialize in something like trauma, depression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was able to find a therapist that looked like me yep. that I can talk to. But I feel like with black people, we lean towards the church. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of homosexual men yes. in the church. Yes. They enjoy church. Yep. But they're also judged, and you know what makes me mad about churches when they judge gay men? They want them to direct their choirs and do the praise dance. Oh team. Yes. I'm about to get into it. You are. All right, I'm just taking the deep side right now because that ain't nothing but the truth. It's uh, like you know, he, we know he's gay, but he's creative. Yeah, and it's just like we only accept the creative ones. Yeah, so. and i like whether you gay, straight, or indifferent, there's a young lady in your church that's a hoe. Mm. There's a deacon in your church that's molesting kids. Ooh. You know, there's a pastor that steps on the pulpit, but goes home and cusses and says, bitch, ass, motherfucker. Yep. You know, and it's just like, hey, we're all imperfect people, True. but... They really judge, but I think mental health is something that's needed ne- for everybody. It's necessary. Oh my god! Like just being black, we face trauma. Absolutely. Yeah, we face a lot of trauma, like day to day. But I, my therapist was bomb, hmm. and I worked through that. And I don't know. I'm just in a different place. Like I have a gay f- of a friend here, and he's he's gay. But he went through a transition um, himself where he was suicidal, Mm-mm. dealing with his um, sexuality, with family from the South. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of different moving pieces. And he's moving in a different place because of mental health. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes we just need to go just to let things out. And it's you'll be surprised what you find out. It's true. I've had lie, so many epiphanies, like, ready to clap whenever my therapist say things. Yeah. Like, like, shit, I didn't even think about that. Like, just, like, not following through with things and how that's connected to, like, my college life. And how yeah. that's connected to, like, me being a kid and being picked on and all the rest of the other shit. And I'm like, well, damn, I just was telling you about my day. And now yeah. you know, I went deep to when I was seven years old. It all plays a part like it's all connected but I think that black people think that therapy is going to heal you in a way like tell you what's wrong that's not therapy therapy makes you look at things different like you yeah. have the answers yeah. but it makes you reflect on certain things to be able to process things differently like my family it's really fucked up yeah but they don't know they fucked up because it's like normalized dysfunction. That But that's with every family, though. That's with yeah. a lot of families. Like, you feel like shit is fucked up. And you're yeah. like, damn, you need to go to therapy. And then people be like, oh, my girl, just go to church. And you pray that out. And you blah, 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 blah. No, bitch. You a crazy doctor. You need to go to actual therapy. Yeah. Like, go there right now. Yeah. But not in the South. Not black people. Let me just say black people. Yeah. That's not how we feel. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's different, but I think people should put their kids in therapy mm-hmm. at a young age so they can learn how to process stuff. Um, with bullying, with identity issues. Yeah. I think that is like critical. Like we're gonna take you to talk to somebody. I personally think that with your annual checkup you should have you should go to therapy once. Like once a year. You like- know, New York is um Actually, they're always on top of shit. <laughs> in the schools, I think kindergarten through 12th grade, they're making it mandatory that they um, introduce therapy into really? their curriculum. hmm It was on the shade Room, something about therapists, like, they're making it a part of their whole system. That's dope. So, I think that's really good because I think it's going to reveal a lot of stuff that's going on in the home. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff is normalized because your friend is going through the same thing True. that you're going through. So, you think that's, that's how it's supposed to be. Right. And the problem is, like, once you get out of that, like, a lot of us that come from, like, poor backgrounds or uneducated backgrounds, mm-hmm. whether it be uneducated in religion, uh, text-wise, yes. or whatever, when we come out of that, we be like, damn, you know, that's something different yeah you know you don't know how to process it but yeah that mental health piece it's serious. i i um i um, went to mental health first aid training that, that they have in new york city i went in may and now they have they had to do my job a training that's all day um and it's for free and it was amazing and how you learn about all these different mental health conditions and so on and so forth and so, like, I went the second time and still learned something new. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. You all, like, you're constantly learning something new. And they have something NYC called NYC Well that you can go there. You can, you can call and just talk to somebody. Yeah. Until they can figure out where you can go from there. Because sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. I know I've been in certain situations where I've been down and out. And I've called, like, four people. Nobody going to pick up the phone. Right. Nobody. And so that's, like, somebody that you can talk to for, like, a few minutes or whatever, and they can, like, refer you to somebody else. And so sometimes we just need that unbiased ear. Like, you have that friend, You know you've been going through that with your man or with your family or whatever. Sometimes you just need an unbiased ear, and that's it. And I feel like that's what therapy is. And not only is that person an unbiased ear, that they can also tell you What you can do to better yourself and better your life. And that's what everybody needs. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Therapy is not about checking other people. It's about being in control of you. Because you can't control other people. How they respond. How you want them to act. The only thing you can do is be responsible For for yourself. And every job... That I've been on, um, most jobs have EAP. Yep. But a lot of people don't tap into that. What's EAP? Um, oh, crap. Damn. I don't know the acronym. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute, Shit. I forgot. I know it's EAP. And it's the number you can call for, like, free access. It's with your insurance. where yeah. You can get so many free sessions. True. Of therapy. Most of the time, it's like six. And um, I think that's a good benefit for people but they don't tap into it. The stigma is with therapy like my mom thought that once I went to therapy it was going to hinder my career. Mm -mm. I was going to have a medical record Mm. but that's like old school. It's like there's something called HIPAA. Yes. Your medical record is not put on your resume or your background check. So I just don't think people should have a stigma with it. I think it's like try it out, you'll be surprised what you learned about about yourself. Yeah. So. so, transitioning on what what have you learned about yourself from New York City that you'll be taking to Atlanta and what stuff that that you won't be taking to Atlanta. One thing I've learned about New York, the ultimate end result is I can do whatever the fuck mm. in that order. Yes. What I want to do, like. like I just feel like I can accomplish anything. They say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Make it anywhere. Yeah. So, if I can survive off one year, off $37,000... Lord! With a car. Oh. growth <laughs> <laughs> work every day. Like, if I can survive off that... Eventually, I got a raise, but... Survive. Like, so everything. You know, mm. the stigma of getting addicted to drugs and... If I can do that, I can do anything. And one thing that I'll take to Atlanta is, I feel like I've become more comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not concerned about impressing someone or getting validation because I used to consult with people before I made decisions. Yeah, I don't care about it. No more. Listen, don't care. Yeah. That's about it. But I would definitely be back to visit. i consider this, this home. <laughs> don't, don't just leave me <laughs> high and dry. Like, for real. Yeah, this is home. And there is no place. There is not a heartbeat in the world, I don't think, like, New York City. Like, I think everybody should experience it once. Like yeah. even if you just visit, it's just a type of energy here. Yes, the energy is amazing. And visiting and living here is two different things. True. So that's it. Don't go, girl. Sunday, I'm packed. <laughs> the box is lined up, so Don't go, please. My lease is signed. Don't listen. A friend of mine moved to Boston, and I was like, "God damn it, why are you moving to Boston?" And man, up the street. I guess. That's a, I mean Boston, not the street, but Georgia. Yeah, and then you say you was that Atlanta, and I was like, no, my friends are just like she leaving, was mad, y'all. She was sad. She I was sad. for real. Now, mind you, me and Natasha met the first podcast we did was the first time we <laughs> met that for real. Yeah. But no, it was, like, that southern energy. Like, we clicked. So, that's why I was, like... But I'll be back to visit, and you can come down to Atlanta. But both my sisters live in Atlanta, so you know... Yeah. Whenever I come there, I will be visiting you. Yeah, and I'm grateful, like, even including you. Like, I'm really grateful for, like, making connections. Um, The stigma that people have about New York, like, people are mean and nasty. I find it more familiar in florida Mm. than i do in new york i feel like it's so easy for me to connect with people yeah here from everywhere yeah so that's something i'm definitely going to miss i feel like you can be whoever you want to be and nobody is looking at you crazy that's true that is very true you can have orange hair yep and the bitch be like hey girl Girl, what, what um number co- what colour was that? Right. Like, was that? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like you're not looking at them crazy or yeah. tattoo on their face or whatever, but it's like down south we're so conservative in a sense. That's true. Um, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for every connection and new friendship, new chapter. Yeah. All of it. So do you consider yourself a New Yorker? Oh yeah. If I if I pay bills, I'm certain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, I can get on the, uh, the the subway and learn my way. Yeah. I don't do the tourist. Like, if you're a New Yorker, you don't do touristy shit. You should, though. You'd be like, uh, Times Square. Ugh. I don't even. I've been there twice the whole two years. That's it? Girl, I just went to Soho yesterday. Are you serious? I don't even like it. I know. Everybody be down there. i trying to shop in a little boutique. It's too crowded. It'd be a lot of people down there. So, huh? yeah, I'm a, like I, like I said, I'm from Florida, but these two years have felt like 20. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's been a lot. And I just feel like this is home. You know, like if I'd be like, oh, okay, I want to go home for a weekend, like I would come to New York. Home. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too, sugar. <laughs> I'm sad for real y'all I'm sad for real Alright I want to thank Danielle For coming And being on my podcast again Oh you're so welcome Thank yes. you for inviting me I'm a second timer Yes Second so I, time I feel special Is this the yes. first closeout out To New York that you've done Yes it is Look at yeah, you I'm VIP uh, Absolutely <laughs> any comments y'all want to talk about what we were talking about go to transplant stamp stories at gmail.com transplant stamp stories at gmail.com and that's it any last words Danielle? nothing i mean i mean i ain't got nothing to say she ain't got nothing to say y'all <laughs> she gonna see y'all in the atl shouty shouty yes. down i'm about to be down there with this big old booty <laughs> I can't wait to twerk. Like, yeah, just you know, just real trap music, <laughs> and be like, "How you doing, baby?" Yes, I'm you know, ready. I'm gonna come and see you real Please soon. Do. All yeah. right, y'all. I'm out. We'll see y'all later. <laughs>